Welcome to the Lucid Dreaming podcast from howtolucid.com, where I share interesting lucid dreaming tutorials, stories, and tips with you guys. If you want to find more, you can actually go to howtolucid.com forward slash podcast, where you'll get exclusive links and discounts, as well as show notes and much more. All right, so in this video, I'm going to talk about why you can heal yourself physically with lucid dreaming, but also with some other tools as well. And uh, this is an interesting topic. Okay, there are many people who say that you can't heal yourself with lucid dreaming or indeed with the power of your mind. And the thing I want to say about this is in a lucid dream specifically, there are many ways you can get to places, right? And sometimes some people go through a lucid dreaming portal that leads them to uh, what I call a cave of nonsense and just kind of misinformation. <clears throat> so let's just get right into it. So physically, the body is a system of structures, okay? These structures are not independent of each other. They are very much interrelated and interconnected. And before I get too much into this, I just wanna quickly mention that I have a free kind of training on lucid dreaming. It'll show you my like three-step process. The link's in the description. I won't mention it anymore, okay? So don't click away. So the first thing I wanna mention is the placebo effect. So when you take something like a supplement or a even a medical treatment of some kind right there is what's known as the placebo effect if you believe something will work it will work uh, better than if you didn't believe it would work uh, I kind of mangled that but but you see what I mean right so let's say and this is medically proven no one can really deny this okay um, if you if you strongly believe a thing that and let's just call it a thing for now will work your your mind will make it work better. Now, now what I find really interesting about this is that the very definition of the placebo effect is your mind, your your mental beliefs, having such an impact on your physical body that it causes an effect bigger than you would get just from you know just doing nothing. So by definition, the placebo effect proves that your mind, your beliefs, can physically alter your physical body. How else would it work, right? How else would it work? Um, so, so because that's medically proven, that is the first step. That, that kind of proves already that your mind, your beliefs, which some people would say are just in your mind, but they're really not, uh, has an, such a physical effect on your, on your actual body that you are able to change your physical manifestation and your body. And this is, I find this really fascinating because if you acknowledge that the placebo effect is real, which of course is medically proven, uh, then by definition you are also acknowledging that your mind is able to physically alter your body. So if that's possible, how is the idea that you can alter your physical body in a dream any different <laughs> you're still using your mind to physically change the, the the molecules inside your physical body if you can do that with the placebo effect then why on earth can't you do it with a lucid dream and of course the answer is well you can do it with a lucid dream so that's the first step and by the way I have kind of validated this through my own experience as well you know I for a long time I've kind of held the affirmation that I don't get sick now have I ever got sick in the past? Of course I have, right? But I feel like, and you know, I've been told that I heal much faster than, than you know, people would expect, or that, than other people, for example. And in the last two years, I've not been sick one time, not once. And 
you know, with everything that's going around, let's say, you would think that I would have got sick. But no, I have not got sick one time. And that's because I hold a very strong affirmation that sickness or disease is literally not part of my reality. I'm utilizing, maybe you could say the placebo effect, but I believe it's a bit deeper than that. I'm utilizing really my, the ability of my mind to control and um, guide my physical body. And hence I haven't got sick. So that's kind of the, the first step. There's the second one that I wanna talk about is the idea of meditation. And this one is another kind of thing, another point that the skeptics, the critics cannot really argue. And because again, this has been medically proven. So if you want kind of sciencey results and sciencey proof, there is, that it exists, there is that proof. So it's been medically shown that meditation, and bear in mind that meditation is literally just, apparently, using your mind. You're not doing anything physical. You're not performing any kind of surgery on yourself. Okay, you're literally just using your mind and nothing else. Meditation has been medically proven to lengthen your telomeres. Your telomere, and by the way, this is an amazing discovery, by the way, that your telomeres are kind of the protective caps on the end of your chromosomes. So when you lengthen them, you slow down the aging process. Okay, so if you imagine that when you age, your telomeres are kind of like uh, shoelaces. I'm, I'm kind of reducing it a little bit, but imagine they're kind of like shoelaces. And then when, when you age, they gradually get shorter and shorter until eventually you're not able to regenerate them and you die. Now, through meditation, you actually physically lengthen those telomeres. Now, again, if your mind cannot influence your physical body, then how is that possible? How, how, how has that been proven then? Because as far as we know, or as far as the skeptics would have you believe, meditation is just purely using your mind. So how then is it possible that meditation is able to lengthen your physical telomeres, your actual chromosomes inside your body, physically? So uh, just from those two basic examples, you can see, and I wanted to start with the, the kind of things that just cannot be argued. They can't be debated or refuted because there's physical, sciencey, uh, you know, lab-based evidence that your mind through the placebo effect physically can alter and change your physical body and meditation can lengthen your telomeres. So if those things have been proven, then is it really so much of a stretch to assume that through lucid dreaming, you can do a similar sort of thing? Really? I mean, it's already been proven. Placebo effect and meditation, uh, which really is just another way of saying belief and focus, which is the foundation of lucid dreaming, has already been sh shown to allow you to physically heal yourself. Now, is it really so much of a stretch to think that you can practice that and use that? Not really. I just wanted to remind you that if you're listening to this podcast, you can actually get a free PDF guide to lucid dreaming, a report showing you 100 things that you can do in a lucid dream, as well as free email lessons, tutorials, and tips. All you need to do is go to howtolucid.com forward slash sign up, all one word, howtolucid.com forward slash sign up. And then, and I find this even more interesting, you hear these stories. So that, that's the kind of like the left-brained, evidence, science-based, data-driven arguments. You can't really debate those. They, they exist. Uh, the data is out there. The studies are out there. Uh, so that kind of proves my point already. But I'm just going to go one step further and say there is also a lot of anecdotal evidence, subjective stories of people who, through the power of belief, were able to essentially reverse diagnose, like death sentences, literally. 
like there are many stories like this where you will you'll find like a for example a doctor will say to someone uh, okay you have like a terminal condition you you've got this much time to live the person hearing that will then kind of decide no that's not how it's going to be i don't believe you and i will that's just not that's not how it's going to be i don't believe that and they literally reverse that diagnosis purely through the power of belief and this is actually a very interesting area of study. I'm going to link to some books in the description that go more in depth on this. Uh, but one that I find particularly interesting, and I think this was mentioned in uh, the Holographic Universe. This is a book I really, I really do love, uh, which again you can find in the description. And they studied these people who had like some kind of mental disorder. I can't remember if it was autism or uh, Asperger's or something along those lines. Okay, and they found that there was an interesting data point in, in the analytics. There was an interesting bit of data. And it was that for the people who were given a like a terminal death sentence diagnosis, let's say, from a doctor, the people who had a mental condition like Asperger's or, or autism, because they didn't mentally grasp the idea of what that meant, right? Because they because they couldn't understand as much what a terminal diagnosis really means they had lower incidences of uh, death so think about what this means right so this is but and again i'm mangling the data probably i'm probably paraphrasing it all wrong uh, but this is kind of just the gist of what it said and I'll, I'll link to the studies and things in the description but basically what that showed is that if you mentally and subconsciously don't believe that something will happen let's say a terminal diagnosis or really anything then it becomes less likely to actually happen you, your belief physically has an effect on your body however the opposite is also true it has to be true okay so like i said i've not been really i've not been sick at all for the last two years not even a sniff okay however there are people i know who don't believe in this stuff. They don't believe that, for example, your mind can alter your physical body. And almost ironically, they seem to be sick all the time. <laughs> Literally every week, every two weeks, they seem to have a cold again, or a sniff, or a flu, or a headache, or anything. And it seems like it's, it's almost magically proving my point that what you believe internally is literally what you will experience physically and you know I've, I've gone in different ways with this video I've started with the logic stuff the start the science the data and then I moved on to the kind of more subjective stuff but yeah I find it really interesting um, the power of belief is so strong and you, that's why I always say on this channel you need to be very careful what beliefs and thoughts you allow into your consciousness because they will become your reality anyway so let me know what you think about this um, obviously it's a uh, not a controversial topic, but it's a, it's a debate at least, and I like to I'd like to think that I've made my points quite clearly. Um, give me a shout if I forget to put any links in the description, by the way, because I don't know when I'm going to edit this. Okay, see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Lucid Dreaming podcast from HowToLucid.com. There is actually more I would like to offer you. So if you go to HowToLucid.com forward slash podcast, you can get exclusive discounts, offers bonuses, tips, lessons, and videos just for podcast listeners.
If you would like to watch or listen to this on another platform, I am on every single social media platform. So just search for How To Lucid. The main place I post is YouTube, where I post pretty much every day.